Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. White people in Egypt! White people in Egypt! (laughs) Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Death on the Nile. Death on Senil. Mmm. Starring Mustache. The Romance of the Desert has the power to seduce. I ask you. Have you ever loved so much? Been so possessed by jealousy? That you might kill? Yeah, starring just a prodigious mustache. Yeah, it. well, there's a whole mustache subplot. There we is. Get the we get the origin we get, of the mustache. We get the gritty origin story of of Poirot's mustache, and yeah. I loved it. <laughs> can I um? Can I tell you a theater story? Yeah. So I I didn't do this on purpose. I I chose the earliest time that this theater had, which happened to be fucking two o'clock, but it also happened to be the seventy millimeter showing, and I thought like, oh, that's kind of fun, seventy millimeter. Uh, so going to see this on the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. 70 millimeter theater, just filled with nerds film, like film nerds. Um, oh, that's weird. Be, yeah. So <laughs> this it's, is a it's weird filled... film for people to pile out film nerds to, well, pile no, no, out no, sorry. to go see. I don't mean, I don't mean filled. I mean, just the only people there are yeah. film nerds. Okay. They're gotcha. seeing it, uh, this at 70 millimeter. And first of all, why, why this film? You don't need to see exactly. this film why 70 this millimeter. Why this one? It's. This isn't Casablanca. Uh, I I guess maybe I assume it was shot on film if they're offering this. Um, The the theater starts, it it starts playing 10 minutes late. Uh, No trailers, which was pleasant, but without any sound. Uh, And it it played for 15 minutes without sound. People said something. Uh, The beginning is subtitled. So at first people were like, is this a choice? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Huh, is what's going on right here? it's subtitled and it's in black and white in the beginning yeah. and then uh they stop the film and they come in and they're like so we don't know how to use the projector uh which is fu- that's funny in itself because they're trying to be you know they're trying to be like fancy arc light with their 70 millimeter showing but like they don't know how to they use this because everything's literally don't know how to use the projector yeah so they couldn't get the sound so they just switched to digital which is even funnier because then all the film nerds walked out yeah because <laughs> everyone was like i paid to see 70 millimeter yeah. it's like calm down I everybody to see the film 
Yeah. Like, so okay. it was it was all the funniest things that could happen with a 70 millimeter showing. For death on the Nile, too. Yeah. 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 I sat there. I didn't even like it's not, like, other they, it's people. not like they were showing Metropolis or something. Exactly. Other people had already complained, but it was like, yeah, like I it's it's the type of movie and this isn't a hit against the movie, but like if I lost the sound at the first 20 minutes, I would have been like, that's fine. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have cared. But they, re- they started it over again, and then I watched it. The movie that you watched. Okay. That was a journey. Yeah. So how did you like Death on the Nile? I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It's per- it was a perfectly fun <laughs> uh, old-fashioned murder mystery. It's, it's even shot kind of old-fashioned. You know, Kenneth Branagh directed it as well, so I guess he was leaning into that. Yeah, um, and I I enjoyed the I enjoyed the Orient <laughs> Express. I didn't I didn't like Orient Express as much. Like I liked this movie a little bit better. There was something interesting. There's something about Orient Express, and I don't necessarily want to spoil that movie, uh, so I won't get well, into specifics. But the, I, uh, the solution to Orient Express was kind of a letdown for me. Okay, so should we issue spoilers for that movie too? Because I do want to talk about that compared to this. Um, because yes, I guess. Orient Express, without being spoilery, is not your traditional ending to a murder mystery. Whereas Correct. this is. This is. And we're yeah. going to spoil this movie for sure. Yeah. I, so I didn't see it coming, but for another weird reason is I thought I had this movie spoiled for me. I, I read a tweet that I now do not understand what the tweet meant. Okay. No, but I someone tweeted something that re- heavily implied that Gal Gadot's character faked her death, uh, and, and that's not what happens. No, it this. sure isn't. So it, I was genuinely surprised because here's the weird thing: is everything leading up to the conclusion implies that, or at least in part, the part where she's like, "Where's my red paint?" And I was like, "Oh, fake blood." Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, but, uh, I think that's a, yeah. That's not that's not the ending. No, it, I, spoilers. It's a, it's a potential red herring for sure. Um, yeah, I just thought considering the ending of Orient Express, mm-hmm. basically having an ending where nobody is the killer, I would have been like, oh, I see what you're doing. Uh, that's neat. But, yeah. Uh, and uh, Agatha Christie stories will similar. Well, not similarly. Will regularly have a solution that is not traditional or not typical like i'm I'm also thinking of and then there were none um which has been adapted a bunch of times and the solution to that is a little bit uh unusual <laughs> right <clears throat> well this one is very interesting because um we might as well just talk about it now yeah. the the people who the the done it the who the who and the who done it mm-hmm. is the most obvious yeah but they take you through this ride uh early on where you don't you don't think about them anymore right they do because it's like it's so obvious that you're like well it wouldn't be them right for this yeah but they they do so the movie does something very smart which obviously is 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 present in the original story as well where the two like you're saying that the people who did it are very obvious but something happens like they 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 give themselves a pretty strong alibi straight out of the gate yeah um so yeah it's you spend the rest of the movie not thinking about them and then every other suspect on the boat um has a perfectly logical 
alibi. I mean, not alibi, a uh, motive, like a perfect, right. you could totally see every single person on the boat being the killer. Um, to be honest, I was a little disappointed only because the explanation when he starts going through it mm-hmm. seemed silly. And I was like, oh, this is like the fake out. Um, like he's going to be wrong. And then it just is that. And I don't know. That was, I thought that was interesting. I, I did like this movie, but on the mystery angle, I also thought that like, they're almost like the, like the red paint thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moments like that, that really scream at you. Like the clues aren't subtle. No. Uh, they don't, they don't give you too many like dead ends. There's uh, a lot of, most of the red herrings come in the form of the different interviews he does. Like once the murder happens, uh, Gal Gadot gets shot right through the head while yep. she's, while she's a snoozing. Um, and so the next chunk of the movie is just Praro interviewing every character one by one. And that's where like most of the red herrings and clues come from. There's only like three clues in the movie and they are like loudly yeah. announced. Like you said, it's like my red paint is gone. And then another character would be like, my scarf is missing. Right. And it's like, boy, I think that red paint and scarf are going to have I something to like do with this. I feel like they're going to matter. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing that I did, because again, going, assuming that I had had the movie spoiled when she mentions her pills. I thought that was part of how she would have faked her death, mm-hmm. which is like, oh yeah, you knock yourself out with the pills. So you seem dead and maybe Russell Brand was in on it. Yeah. But it turns out Russell Brand doesn't really need to be in this movie. Uh, he's just another suspect. Yeah. it's it, He's almost a red herring because like, I guess they're all famous, but he like stood out. Yeah. It's like, why are you get fucking Russell Brand for this? Uh, and he like he like just kind of floats through the movie, and then well, that's like, kind it's of, nothing against him. That's, it's just the role is actually like that's oh, yeah. that's sort of everybody, right? Because like yeah, that's true. Because like uh, one of the ladies is is I mean is Annette Benning. You got Jennifer Saunders in there, um, right? But Annette Benning does have stuff to do. She's got a much like, much bigger role. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, like he's I don't know, like um. What should we do? <laughs> should we go through the plot? What should we talk yeah, about? Yeah, let's go through the plot. I mean, some people don't care uh-huh. and are listening to this, knowing that's going to be spoiled for them. Yeah. Um. So it it begins with um. Well, it's the origin of the mustache. Yeah. The, he's, the gritty he's origin. In, the crime yeah. alley of his mustache. Yeah, he's doing a war. Mm-hmm. He's all young. He's all up and, in that war, man. Yeah, and he, he he's, detects he's, something. He's, he's sliding and slopping around in the trenches like a seal. Yeah. he's th- So this was the part that had no sound. Yeah. And it was very funny to me. when it, Watching it with sound, I was like, oh, that's what they were talking about? Cause the, so they, they go to war. He, uh, he does something to help the army advance. And they, they like win. They, they, get, they gain a bridge. And then his dipshit, like, sergeant. His captain. Captain. His captain. He's a dipshit. Because he screams Mon Capitan right as the captain. Trips a a bomb that blows him right the fuck up and the whole bridge up, rips half of Poirot's face off, so now he's got to grow a mustache. Right. That's the scene. The scene I saw without sound was the woman talking to him. uh, Oh, that's... Yeah, that's his his fiance. That conversation is is pretty important because the whole... Like the theme of the movie is. Oh no! I mean, I saw it with sound. Oh, you the did. The second time. Okay. I'm saying the first t- when they stopped the movie. Uh huh. 
well, because of the no sound, they rewound it and they played it from the start. It was just very funny because she says something to him and then it cuts to death on the Nile. And I was like, I bet what she said is really important. And then I learn it's her saying, you should grow a mustache. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, she also tells <laughs> him because he's like, he tells her to fuck off, basically. He's like, you yeah. don't, you don't want to stay married to me. I look like Harvey Two-Face. And then she explains to him that what love is or like what love means to her and like kind of the whole movie is about love right like every single character's motive is directly tied to some form expression uh of love whether it's positive or negative um like the whole movie's about that and uh, this is i think the first one was like this too but this is very important uh the movie is about him yeah he's it's so very smartly they give him like an arc yeah. Uh, a mustache arc. A but mustache yeah, arc. The mustache <laughs> represents more than just a mustache. Yes. But it is about him being this like widower who's just like buried in his work and the idea of like maybe he should move on. Uh, and at the end he does. Yeah. But as so, represented yeah. by his mustache. Yes, exactly. Um, it's a, so, mu- yeah, it's a mustache get, arc. It's very it's elegant. It's a mustache arc. Yeah, we get so we get the origin of the mustache. And uh, yeah, it was very funny at first because I was like, I hope that doesn't have anything to do with anything. And it's just, how do you get his mustache? <laughs> but it, uh, but anyway, yeah, he, no, uh, it's, it's we're <laughs> yeah, it's we're being a little you know a little bit reductive about it, but it actually does like matter. It's like his whole it's his whole character. Right. In the movie. No, no, they would they wouldn't put a scene in that without. It meaning something. I mean, very they funny might. To me. they, yeah. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh I, did put a scene where Josh Cat eats dirt and shits it out of its ass. Here's the thing about Kenneth Branagh, though. Sometimes he cares. Sometimes he doesn't. That's true. Uh, and th- that's the thing is this is a this in the first one. It's like he clearly cares. Yeah. This is like his jam. Yeah. Uh, so like I, I had a feeling like from the start, this is going to be a competent film. Mm-hmm. Uh and it was. It is, yeah. Yeah. It is um, a, so, a well-made whodunit. Yeah. So he's at a jazz club yeah, years he is. later. Yeah, he is. Do, he's, he's channeling all of us by eating desserts at a jazz club and keep it to himself. <laughs> yep. Sitting at, a, and, sitting at a table in the corner by himself just eating dessert. Yeah. <laughs> and just by what, what, is, what feels like coincidence... Um, it's more complicated than that, at least. But he witnesses the start of this murder plot by seeing um, mm-hmm. this this woman who is the friend of Gal Gadot, who is rich and famous. Um, Gal Gadot is um, bringing, like, meeting her at the club and being like, "I want you to meet my fiance. Uh, uh, we're in love. Why don't you go uh, dance with him?" Which I was like, "Don't do that." Yeah, that's but, weird. That's uh, a weird thing yeah. to do. And so they dance on the dance floor, and it's, yeah, they instantly clearly want to fuck, and then we cut to, uh... There, I mean, the, he... Old, old, old Armand Harmand, uh, yeah. <laughs> Army Hammer, and the, the first lady, uh, Jackie, uh, who the actress I actually didn't uh, recognize. I think she's on Sex Education. Yeah, she's um, good. Yeah, she's really good. Uh, but they were also fuck dancing? There's a they lot were fuck of dancing. fuck dancing. Oh, their fuck movie. dancing is intense. Yeah, but it's it just is like the after- most intense fuck dancing I've ever seen. To yeah. the point where, like, when he gets out on the dance floor with Gal Gadot, and they're also kind of fuck dancing, but not as much as the he was with the right. other lady. It's like, well, 
<laughs> and I guess that's foreshadowing. <laughs> it's foreshadowing. It's just like if you fuck dance with with this guy, and then you're like, "Here's my friend Gal Gadot. Why don't you two go fuck dance as well?" <laughs> it's like you're asking for trouble. Yeah. Uh, so they also, yeah, they lightly fuck dance. Yeah. And then it's just like hard cut Gal Gadot and um, Army Hammer are getting married yep and this this other lady who who is like i love this man i'm introducing you to him is nowhere in sight and it's like well shit i bet that didn't that's, go well <laughs> yeah that's fucked up yeah. now isn't it i like that the first uh, thing jackie says to gal gadot which is like oh i'm so excited i met this dude like a click a couple of weeks ago i think we're gonna get married uh he's unemployed he has no prospects so i want you to give him a job <laughs> Yeah, it's right out of the gate. You're like, oh, right he's a scumbag. Gate. Okay, yeah, got it, got um, it. <laughs> <laughs> but they do they, see they do they do this thing where, and they did it with the first one where the people getting or the person getting murdered, it kind of sucks. Yes, they're <laughs> not condoning murder, but it's sort of that idea of in a murder mystery, you need a lot of people who want to kill the victim. Yeah, so, so they, the, they the have victim to be has like, to be a shit, right? And they have to be like unusually shitty like atypically shitty like shitty yeah. outside the norm so that a room full of i don't know seven or eight people would have a logical reason to murder them right <laughs> so they're honeymooning now on the nile uh and and uh kenneth brana like fucking runs into him uh which we learn later he's actually on a case that's secret that's that that actually kind of it didn't save it but it I kept being like, what a hell of a coincidence. Mm -hmm. And then that reveal, it's like, oh, okay. He was there for a reason. He was seeking them out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you see the trailer. There's a lot of lead up. It's, it's a lot of lead up, though, to the actual murder. Um, and, that's, so the, and that's pretty typical of um, older style mm -hmm. whodunits, where it's, it's like the, the, mur the first body doesn't drop until like... Halfway point. Halfway point almost, yeah. Yeah, that's the same with Gosford Park. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, it's like an hour so, into the movie before the murder happens in Gosford Park. Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. No, no, neither do I. It's just a different, it's a different style. Um, so it was kind of cool to see like an old fashioned sort of murder mystery structure. And when we right, it's it's they're typically done a little bit differently now. I would argue it's the superior style because the problem with the someone gets murdered in the first act. Like, first of all, yeah, that reflects, like, the impatience of a, of a producer, you know, being like, no, we need the murder to happen immediately. Mm -hmm. um, and also, by having it later, that's when, like, the stuff before, that's when the clues happen, Exactly, right? yeah. And so, like, if you have to cram all that in the first act, it becomes very obvious. Uh, or you have to have a lot of flashbacks and shit. Yeah. And then, and then like, the movie has to, like, point at things very specifically yeah by doing that by just having like an hour to like live with the characters you you get a lot of input you yeah know? and it makes the red herrings more effective uh because yeah. if it's just like a character that gets introduced very quickly it's like well they could probably be a suspect but you're like just by virtue of the fact of how much screen time they've had you'll be like well no they're not the, they're not really the murderer right but the fact that we get a whole hour with all of these jabronis before gal Gadot gets gets a gets gets shot right in the face uh right it's yeah i think i tend to agree i think it it's better a better experience yeah. watching it anyway it's a little bit more fun but what's leading up is that the ex slash best bestie that she betrayed 
has been haunting their honeymoon, which I thought was a funny thing to do. Yeah. Uh, like just following them around. Yeah. Yep. So she's just, she doesn't talk. She just, sits, she just like, sits and stares at them. What she, from yeah. How she explains it to Poirot is that she just goes to wherever they are and just sits and stares. At yeah. Them. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> she's pissed. And so they go on this boat to avoid her. Now I thought it was like a boat that she rented the whole thing. But the friend shows up on the boat and they're like, she bought a ticket. And it's like, yeah, why wouldn't she? Why did you think the boat was like, did you think she's afraid of water? Like she's the fucking the Lord of the Rings? Like, yeah, that was an interesting. There was a quick line. He says that actually kind of gives it away a little bit because he says um, she bought a ticket in advance. So it's like, well, how how would she have known to go on the boat? Right, and it it is his idea, mm-hmm. and it's his idea, yeah, to go on the boat. Yeah, um, what I so what I had thought though at this point, because Gal Gadot is saying like I, I she starts saying like I fear for my life. I don't trust anybody. Right, she's like I, I don't want to be around any of these motherfuckers. Yeah. and she's saying like I, when you have money, there's no one you can trust. And it felt like she was partially she wanted the inspector to be there. That's why I was like, oh, this is you fake your death, right? You fake your death to get away from it all. So I kept thinking in terms of like, oh, is she she's going to fake her death because she fears for her life, which I think would have been fun, a fun mm-hmm. twist, but not what happens. No, no. Um, she she so, very, very legitimately gets murdered. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 100% it's definitely dead. a murder. And I did realize that, like, I did get to a point where when she's sitting on the slab the whole time. Yeah. And then they talk about like, like the burns on her flesh. I was like, Oh, I don't think she could have faked that. No, she's, uh, she's pretty dead at that yeah. point. Um, so anyway, uh, the, the ex freaks out on the boat and, and shoots the groom shoots, in the leg. Shoots old Armand right in his leg. Yep. yep. Uh, and, uh, and then they everybody goes to bed, more or less. And in the morning, they find Gal Gadot dead, and we have our murder mystery. And then it's a uh, series of interviews. Mm-hmm. It's pretty standard uh, detective yeah. movie stuff, where it's, it's less about, because it's only one location, so it's less about going around town to interview people and just like staying in one place <laughs> and interviewing everybody. Right. Uh, but it it's still short. good. The it's movie still felt good. short, by the way. It's was a, it short? No, it's two hours. Okay, that's almost short by today's standards. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And so uh, then the maid or the help of Gal Gadot is found dead with her throat slashed. Yeah, uh, that's pretty gnarly. Actually, they find her. It's old. It's um Rose Leslie played Igret on uh, Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. <laughs> they find her because uh, Praro's in the middle of getting yelled at by Letitia Wright, probably over something to do with the vaccines. Um, mm. And then they hear a noise and they turn around and it's Rose Leslie's body is caught in the water wheel, slapping up against the uh, the glass on the boat. That was pretty gnarly. Yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah. And so the reveal is like, oh, she clearly saw something. The killer paid her off and then the killer paid her off with a, her. with a fucking slash to the neck. Mm hmm. Uh, and then that leads to the detective's little buddy, yeah, uh, who we learn is, uh, th- there's this whole subplot where he's trying to marry this woman and Annette Benning is not having it and is his, his mother. Uh, and so what we learn is that 
she Annette Benning has all the money, so we learn that he stole this necklace so they can um uh get by on their own. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he stole. And then he stole. It was Galgado's necklace. He 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 did the creepity creep, uh, the sneak shuffle into Galgado's room, and saw that she was saw killed. that she was dead, but didn't tell anyone, so he could steal the necklace. And then he also saw Rose Leslie get her throat slashed. Right. Uh, yeah, he's just everywhere. Yeah. He's everywhere he shouldn't be. He's crawling all over the ship like a spider. Yeah, he didn't make the best decisions because, like, he could that what found what makes him realize that he did this is he throws away his jacket because he saw saw it but like i don't know he could just pocket the necklace and go hey everybody i saw i saw what happened uh and then just not mention the necklace yeah (laughs) like that feels like that would have that would have been fine yeah Uh, but he doesn't do that yeah i guess he figured they would i don't know i don't know what his plan was (laughs) he didn't think it through (laughs) he did not think it through no He's a dumb dumb, and then and then when they're interviewing him, he takes fucking forever to say who did it to the point that he gets shot before he can do it. Yep. Uh, yep. And, and, and uh, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of Poirot weeping in this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you wanted to see uh, a densely mustachioed Kenneth Branagh just weep every couple of scenes, Death yes, on the Nile. He's having movie. a hard time. He's having a, the worst trip, the worst yeah. vacation. And His, just a lot of shitty melodrama that is, right, like, I don't, you know, it's like when you get invited to a party or something and you don't really, you know, like one person, but you don't really know anybody else. Yes. And like a whole bunch of drama is exploding around you. You're like, I don't care about any of this. Right. Like, that's basically <laughs> yeah. Poirot in this movie. Exactly. He's just like, Jesus fucking like, Christ. Holy fucking shit. But I'm just one, trying to read my book. Yeah. <laughs> the one person who invited him dies. Um, but yeah, also the Bellatrix, it's very much like if you read old Sherlock Holmes, where you're like, the structure of this is really good, but there's a lot of dated dumb stuff as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, has, um, well, I think so, but uh, elaborate on that. Well, the idea of this guy with the necklace, for example, where it's like modern sensibilities, it just like, it, it's less what he did, uh, like the way he went about it just feels like oh, he was like embarrassed or like he, he like he did like not thinking anything through. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. Yeah. I'm not where following it, it, you yet. It's almost like it's, these are written in a time where like we didn't have many mysteries. So there's not many twists either. Um, but it's like, it's that idea of like a character hiding something out of like, what will people think shame? Mm-hmm. Well, he'd also go to jail. Yeah, I guess. But again, like you just pocket the necklace and you go, "Hey, I just saw yeah. the murder." She's and this dead, is who man. It is. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what's happening up uh, there. She got. Yeah. She, she got shot. But there's like that that idea of like he's like thinking twelve steps ahead of like if but if I say anything that he'll figure out this and this and this and it, it's just like I don't know. It, again, it's not really a hit against it or anything like uh, yeah, that. I'm... It's just like he's acting in a way that's like mm, you're acting in a really dumb way. Uh, that that creates this plot to happen. Yeah, I, but, okay, I kind of see what you're saying. I don't think that's related to the time, though. Um, there, no, I think it's more about the idea of like early murder mysteries are just such they're they're the foundation. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're a lot more basic, I would say, but not in a bad way. I don't know. I, I I'll have to think about it. Yeah, I'm still not quite falling i like i he does behave like a dumbass but like it didn't strike me as like false 
Because he is, the, what we know about his character is that he is kind of this flighty dude who's never taken much responsibility for anything. But now right. he's like, he really, he's really in love with, with this woman uh, and he wants to get married to her. Um, and he saw an opportunity uh, and took it. And now he feels guilty about it. And when you're, when you're guilty or when you think you're about to get caught, you do kind of start thinking 10 steps ahead of what's happening. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I if I do it- this and they're going to think I did this and like, oh, shit, shit, you know. He, he might not be the best example of what I'm, I'm, I guess I'm thinking of the idea of when characters are withholding because of society, what society would think. Like there's a better example of there's uh, two women who are lovers in this mm-hmm. and for reasons that are pretty clear, considering that it's a period piece, are not sharing that information. Yeah. Um, and he has to like, he has to like call them out for it. Right. Uh, because it gives uh, Jennifer Saunders, uh, who is in this movie. Um, doing a great job. Yep. Uh, it gives her a motive, right? As we learn that her who they are telling who, who they're telling everyone is her nursemaid is actually her lover, um, and the the nursemaid lady um, used to be wealthy. Her family used to own this building that employed a lot of people, and like Gal Gadot's family, fucking screwed them over, bought it up, uh, threw everybody right. out on the street, um, and now their land that building is being sold. Or, or leased in London, and she's really bitter about it. So connecting right. them together on that uh, on that level gave her a motive. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, where, where <laughs> were we? So yeah, so he gets shot, um, and that's when he's just like, all right, we're c- closing all the doors, Yeah, uh, and I'm firing a gun in the air. Yeah. He and- just has the crew lock them all in a room. Yeah. And, he and just, I love that. Yeah. He's just had you it know, at this point. Yeah. You know, the crew is just like, yes, absolutely. This is bullshit. Yeah. We are. These rich, these rich honkies these are getting on rich our nerves. motherfuckers. Before they get on the boat, Gal Gadot climbs up into this gigantic Cleopatra costume and just oh, anna- yeah. announces she like <laughs> rich lady cosplays as Cleopatra. And she's doing a great job yeah. of being insufferable. Yeah, she's totally insufferable. <laughs> yeah. It was it was one of those things where going into this, I didn't know who the victim was. But now, having seen the trailer, I didn't think it was Gal Gadot because she's all over the trailer. It's they make And then... The trailer actually does a good job of that. It makes it seem like... Um, honestly, it makes it seem like Army Hammer is the one who got killed. Yes. But I also suspected that was because they just didn't want to advertise that he's in 100%, it. 100%, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, who'd have thought? Our, he's he's the murderer. Uh, yeah. And and so yeah, uh, it, uh, it. But once yeah, once she was like in the Cleopatra thing, and I realized like she's insufferable. It was like, oh, they're gonna murder the shit out of her. Yeah, she almost gets bit by a, an asp, like Cleopatra. Right. Like they they hint at like she stole the role she stole from Jackie when they were kids was Cleopatra in a production right. of, of Antony and Cleopatra. Right, like they they, so, they yeah. hint that she's gonna get killed a lot. Yeah, and so Jackie is just covered with fucking motive, but yeah, she what it, it sure seems like she is because she takes a shot at Army Hammer. They put her away in a room, and like it was a good way of like yeah, they cross her off the list and, very quickly and dope her to the gills, so she's asleep the whole night. So it's right. like, well, she so, couldn't have done it. Yeah, and you the movies does seem to be setting that idea up because they so like she says to him like I'm gonna kill her <laughs> more or less she like shows him a gun yeah and she- says like 
uh, you know, I'm going to solve this with a bullet. She tells Perot before they get on the boat, she pulls up, she says, I am going to, not, not an, in literally, but it, it all but literally says, I am going to murder her and shows him the gun. Yeah. It's like, come on. So, yeah. They're, so what they're, what they're doing is they're, you know, Agatha Christie is stealing from the classic film Scream. Yeah. Right? Uh, she stole it from Scream. She did. Uh, she mm-hmm. went to the future and stole the plot to Scream, mm-hmm. where you, you take the person who is obviously the murderer and you put him out front. Mm-hmm. And then you make the audience go, well, okay, well, it's not them. That would be too obvious. Yeah. Uh, and, and so... Well, then also, yeah. like in Scream, they do something right away to eliminate them as a suspect. Yes. It's not just putting them out front from the beginning. It's like both of those things. Yeah, which so, in retrospect makes it very obvious. Um, but like you just, yeah, you just figure like, yeah, it's not the woman who said, here's the gun, I'm going to kill her. And then that's the gun that actually kills her too, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the reveal is that when she shot at Army Hammer, she used a blank. He staged getting shot. So once they dragged her away, he had a moment alone that he basically ran to Gal Gadot's room picked up the gun ran there it's like fucking clue yeah like he ran down he the boat sprint yeah yeah got but everybody thinks he's shot so you can't suspect him shoot actually shoots her and then really shoots himself yes so then that the so when the doctor comes back to look at the wound it's an actual wound um which is uh, yeah that's a that's very clever and fun yeah for a murder mystery yeah yeah it's it's silly but that's the best murder mysteries in my head are the ones where you're like, man, most of the time that plan wouldn't have worked. <laughs> like most of the time, like that it's a diabolical plan in that it's ridiculously dumb <laughs> and it's pure luck that they got away with it for as long as they did. I say they don't, but yeah. Yeah. So he closes all the doors and I thought that scene was going to be really long, but he's just immediately like, it's you two, uh, more or less. Like he describes it yeah um and then the problem uh kind of fixes itself yeah yeah i mean it, again the, the movie's about love uh and and the different ways that that uh emotion is interpreted and and uh, uh and the different ways people act on it and she told us up front jackie tells uh a poirot and then by extension us at the very beginning that she's like i i would rather die than be separated from him and we're like really that guy yeah. that guy yeah. huh really okay. that piece of shit uh, that, that fucking that guy <laughs> have you read the news <laughs> all right yeah. um so she shoots them yeah. she, she shoots both uh army and herself yeah she does a classic ms mm-hmm. uh classic. i don't know if she asked him per- permission it feels doesn't like doesn't look like she did <laughs> yeah really it doesn't, doesn't feel, feel like, like he was did. into it yeah yeah but she shoots through them both uh and yeah, <clears throat> yeah they uh, it's funny because she's like you don't have any evidence of it. And he's like, well, the handkerchief that was thrown in that had the supposed blood on it would uh, turn brown if it was real blood. And this turned pink. And I would have said to him, like, okay, uh, does anybody actually know that for a fact? Like, that's not evidence. Like, that doesn't, it's, that's just funny to me because that doesn't actually like. Well, it would. You can't, you can't go in front of the cops and then say that. But like he you, is like world famous inspector, so they'd probably be like, 
all right, man, whatever you say. I mean, you could probably, I don't know if you could test it in 1937, but you'd definitely, definitely be able to test that handkerchief and see that that was paint and not blood. Yeah, but that still wouldn't connect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, okay, well. well <laughs> it would, it I mean, would mean, it would mean that Army Hammer, it, it, what it proves is that Army Hammer faked getting shot in the leg. And in order for him to fake that, she would have to be in on it as well. Yeah. I feel like they could still like, you could still, if you had good lawyers, yeah, you know, like yeah, that's true. It, it's just it's not enough to actually connect someone to the murder. But this is old timey rules again, which makes me think there'd be a really cool movie with an inspector faking that stuff <laughs> to frame someone. Like the 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 reveal is the inspector is the person who did it, but everybody can just like because like he could Kenneth Branagh could like kill anybody he wants, right? And everybody, right? yeah, because they all just listen to him, yeah. And so he could just make stuff up about like how paint reacts to water. Yeah. Like, why would he even know that? Why would he even know that? Because he reads books. I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's again, it's Sherlock Holmes rules. I don't fucking where know, this Dave. <laughs> one dude, one dude speaks with authority, and everybody goes, "Okay, let's make all our decisions based on this." Well, that guy seems to know what he's talking about. Yeah, I just really like the idea of like us an inspector like this years down the line, everybody realizing like, wait, I think they were just making everything up. I don't uh, think that guy's to... very good at his job. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we have to let all these people out of jail. Shit. Um so yeah, she murders suicides and they they get off the boat. <laughs> and yeah, then we last thing we see cuz he's had the hots for the jazz singer lady the whole time. Mm-hmm. And last thing he we see and he he keeps like really miffing it when he talks to her. He's like a he's like a 13-year-old boy. Uh, when he talks, yeah, he to starts her. rambling about vegetables the first time, and then the second yeah. time he just he's about to like ask for them digits, and then he just chokes. Um, right. You know, because it's his whole thing; it's his arc where he doesn't want to. Yeah, you know. It, again, it's the Sherlock thing. It's the detective. It's the genius who can't function with people. Although I will say he's more charismatic than that. Yeah, I actually kind of having seen him in the first one. I mean, it, whatever. This is it's probably in the book. But, like, I don't know if I needed that. I kind of wouldn't mind him just being a pussy magnet and just being like, yeah, I'm good at everything. I don't know. I kind of like him being, like, this sweet old weirdo. Yeah, I mean, you need to... A character needs flaws. I get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just... It's such a... I guess a cliche. Again, when it this was made or written, it wasn't a cliche. Uh, and so uh, the end is him at the jazz club, mustache shaved uh seeing her sing presumably to get it on yeah um or to ask her out and so it's clear that he got over this death of his fiance and shaved the mustache and Mm -hmm. has moved on and so he has an arc he has a whole arc about love and a mustache yeah and a mustache it's really solid it's a solid film it is it's it is a it is a an extremely competent murder mystery that that i uh quite enjoyed yeah yeah it's just got that one monster in it yeah (laughs) like that's that's why maybe part of why i like orient express better is because they like they get rid of the monster (laughs) they get rid of johnny (laughs) Depp pretty quick yeah um i don't get rid of the shitty dude um it doesn't uh, whatever yeah it doesn't hurt this i don't it didn't hurt the movie for me personally just i guess because army hammer like straight off the gate his character is like i don't fucking trust that guy 
Like he's oh, yeah. he's playing. He's a, a real slime army ball. hammer yeah, type. He's playing yeah. a real army hammer type. So. Yeah, he. I don't know. It's one of those things where this was made before all that. This was supposed to come they out. They had to sit on it for years. Yeah, if old uh, 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 old listeners might not realize, but I think we've mentioned yeah. it a few times. This movie was originally supposed to come out in t- December of 2019. Right. So it's over two years. It got delayed pre-pandemic, and then the right. pandemic happened, which delayed it even more. Yeah. So at the time they cast it, they shot it, and Kenneth is walking away like nailed that. No, nobody with controversial issues around them. Yeah. And then a couple of years pass, and it's like, oh, good, multiple actors, great. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, this was made a uh, yeah a while ago. Yeah. Uh, that three didn't really three matter. years ago was yeah. when this was made. Luckily, it takes place in the past, so yeah, there's so no... It uh doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm curious about like the new Top Gun and stuff with that shit. Oh, yeah. If there's any lines where you're like, oof. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, yeah, and this is just... I don't know. Th- it's not an amazing film. Um, it's just really, no, it's solid really solid fucking murder mystery. Yeah. You know me. I love them murder mysteries. So, uh, you know... There's a there's always a baseline level enjoyment, you know. Yeah, as long as you're giving me a, a puzzle to solve, I'm I'm gonna be at all, at least sixty percent entertained. Right. That was, of course, yeah, the blue balls we got with Knives Out. Yeah, which is a, like a good movie in a lot of ways. But when you sit down, you're like, time for a murder mystery, and then you don't get a murder mystery. Sometimes it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um. This is just like we're gonna give you a by the book murder mystery. And I uh, who's and the killer? It's one of these people. And I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, and it is. I think murder mysteries. It's it is. There's an instinct in subverting it. Uh, yeah, and I understand that. Yeah, but honestly, subverting murder mysteries feels like a crutch. Yeah, uh, that makes the writer not have to write an actual murder mystery right, because murder mysteries are hard to write. So I think yeah. rather than worrying about trying to subvert it, just try to write a clever solution. Right. Which is, it's hard. Argue. I mean, I say it like it's easy. That's really fucking hard to do. But like that's, that's for this particular genre, I think that's where your energy is, is better directed than trying to find some neat way to subvert it. Because it's like, if you subvert it, I'm just going to be like, well, that really wasn't a murder mystery. I don't like that movie. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's funny though, because I don't know how the general public feels. Like does yeah, everybody, knows? like maybe people need them to like maybe i mean this this movie is probably doing a bad weekend because it's the super bowl uh and like <laughs> and a, you know I a pandemic yeah and a pandemic yeah well the pandemic at least this time worked in my favor because there was fucking nobody but a bunch of angry film nerds yeah, who got up and uh, walked out because they couldn't they see got up and walked out they couldn't yeah. see kenneth brana's original vision of death on the nile i guess yeah and 70 millimeter it's like all right man yeah <laughs> Although it this movie looks good, although I will say for obvious reasons, a lot of CGI. Oh yeah. Um. So it's one of those where like, this is this is this is a hard or a complex conversation that like I watched the visual effects reel for the Power of the Dog, uh-huh. and you don't even realize it. You're like, whoa, that's all fake. They faked so much. Yeah. You know where it's like that beautiful sunset, this beautiful scenery. Like movies just do that now yeah um but this one it's like it feels fake does that make sense where like there's these sweeping shots of egypt in these like fincher-esque like 
going uh, i guess not fincher-esque but it's like shots that you'd only be able to achieve with like a drone or, or a hot air balloon mm-hmm. in in this cgi like you know egypt that doesn't exist anymore yeah and it just feels very fake yeah um but it's very pretty looking yeah but i i kept thinking like well it's pretty looking because you can you have complete control uh like it feels like the movie was shot on a green screen like like a star wars yeah you know what i mean yes it does Where and, and like i think they that, just had like a boat set on a green screen i think that it. is mostly true yeah yeah i think so and that's weird to me that never that never gets not weird because it's like so you couldn't you couldn't really you don't really have any locations do you like like power of the dog they were shooting still outside on ranches and stuff mm-hmm. but we're all like I, I don't know why i'm comparing the two um the, yeah, the, just to say this movie is very pretty but i couldn't get it out of my head that it's pretty because it's all fake yeah i mean uh like what how do you get around that though like shooting on you a, don't shooting on you a don't boat. get around it. it's the way they've done it for 100 years like they just yeah. they just the green screen so to speak technology was just a little bit different 100 years ago yeah exactly i mean it's no there's no getting around it it yeah. also doesn't cheapen the movie in any way it was just it was just a thing in my head yeah uh while watching um i don't know I, 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 yeah that doesn't really matter it's it's a very well made solid you know yeah i don't know i guess i guess my question is mm-hmm. no i've already answered it in my head like murder mysteries do they is there a cap on how good they can be i don't know like i always love a murder mystery but if you do a murder mystery well like we're saying you don't subvert anything then you you kind of just get what you're there for right yeah i guess it depends i think, I think it, gosford park exceeds it in my head gosford park is really good um seven is a classic and yeah in that that's, way. Not a, that's not a whodunit at least it's not a whodunit that's true that is true yeah. um yeah I, I yeah i i don't I know, know. It's, yeah. it's it is hard to because the formula is is the genre it is sort of hard to stand out you're right I think yeah, the ways like, you stand out are like, you know, the reasons why Agatha Christie stories are still being adapted a hundred years after she wrote them is that she finds clever puzzles in them. Right. And that's what or makes you them what, stand out. You do what Knives Out did, which despite, you know, not being a murder mystery, really, I mean, it does have, it does have a reveal, but like that, that movie stood out to people because they just liked the charisma. You know, that was a very successful film. Yeah. Uh, and so like... Yeah, that's the, that's what it like just doing a straight up murder mystery. It, it's really just about execution at that point. Yes. Yeah, cuz they're they're movies that tell you right away we're going to have a twist. Like that's it's the murder mystery is a twist essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so you there's not you're you're it's that's why they're hard to write too is like so, you know the best twist you mentioned seven that's a movie where you don't think there is a twist right and that's why the twist works uh most good twists are movies where yeah they are hinting at a twist murder mysteries are tough because they say right away we're gonna give you a bunch of clues and hints and you have to find figure it out as you go so people are like constantly paying like it's the most audiences pay attention to exposition. I feel like right. Yep. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sitting very... here dog earing each time. They're like, my paint is missing. I'm like, yep, it sure is. Where's my right. scarf gone? I don't know. Let's let's try to figure that one out. Yeah, and I don't what know what happened whose fault to your coat. Oh, uh, let's see. 
Right. Yeah. I don't know whose fault this is, but this movie, the one hit against it is that they don't really, they don't try to hide that stuff. It just is on its own. You know what I mean? Like they don't, mm-hmm. they don't hide those moments in other plot points. I will say, so, okay, finish that thought. I got something to add to it. Well, it's just that, you know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like you, when you get exposition and you think you know why you have it. And then later you're like, oh shit. That's why it told me that. I thought it was this completely different reason. Um, in this, it's very much like what we're saying. Characters just declare clues uh, ahead of time. Okay. And those clues, nothing happens with it. Like, her missing her paint doesn't tie into a plot in a way that you think, like, oh, okay, so that's why, you know? Like, if she was like, I'm missing my paint, and, like, goes downstairs to get more paint and discovers a body, you might not ping it, Right. Because you're like, oh, they wanted to give her a reason to go somewhere. Yeah. But by having a character just say, I'm missing my paint, and then they move on, it's like, well, that is clearly means something, uh, and you haven't given me a reason for it to mean something, so it has to tie into the murder, etc. Yeah. What um, were you going to say? What I was going to say is, though, w- one thing this movie does do um, to sort of get, well, not really get around that, but I, I agree with what you said, but I will also add that as loudly as it calls out a couple of those clues, there are others that you don't notice that go by. Um, like um, Rose Leslie saying that, oh, she got uh, she got mad at me for forgetting to bring her nail polish. And we learned that it was red nail polish. And right. that was, you know, that's why Army Hammer stole the paint because he thought he was going to have this nail polish, blah, blah, blah. So there's other, you the loud ones yeah. draw your, it's like a misdirect a little bit. A little bit. So you notice also, these big ones because you're focused on the couple of times where they just straight up announce the clue. You miss a couple that go. You don't imme- You don't right. flag uh, some others that go by. And then there's the one where the killer shows them a gun and says, "I'm going to use." I'm going to murder. <laughs> it would have been really funny if at the end he didn't deduce any clues. Right. He just, he just like, said I remember that. this time that you said you were going to shoot somebody. I thought back to the time gun. where you showed me the gun and said, I am going to murder Gal Gadot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's pieced it together. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. It's, but the, yeah, it's I mean, the I'm going to become the Joker meme. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is. It's 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 uh, yeah. It's a hell of a red herring though to have a character just say, "I'm going to use this gun to do the murder," and then the reveal is, "Yep, <laughs> that sure what did. happened." Just by way of Army Hammer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't know if you're if you're if you're listening to this and you were using this to decide whether or not to see the movie. Uh, sort you kind of don't need to see it now. We ruined I guess. it for you. Yeah. It's yeah, still, it's but, still, it's still a well-made movie that has good character stuff uh with you know with with a lot of the cast but like specifically with Praro uh cuz yeah. like you mentioned the movie is about him. Right. I will say he's he's delightful in it. He's great. A lot of actors are delightful in it. This movie isn't this is the type of movie where I'll watch it again when I've kind of forgotten a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh because it's still and this is the same with Orient Express. It's not the ride isn't that fun, I don't think. So, like, part of the fun is the mystery. Yeah, always. And once you know, yeah. But you know, there's certain murder mysteries where it's like I'll watch it again and again uh, because I just like the movie. Uh, this is less so, mm-hmm. I'd say, uh, because it's without the mystery. It's just not. 
as charismatic as uh, some of the others. It's still everybody's very good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, no, I I don't tend to rewatch Who Done It's a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, the ones the ones that I do are ones that really stand out. Um, and this is just yeah, this is just a very fun Who Done It. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hope they make more. Yeah, make a fucking a whole franchise, an MCU of Poirot movies. Yeah, because I don't know shit about uh, Agatha Christie. Like, I don't know uh, how most of those novels. I don't read, so like, uh, I've yeah. I've only read like a couple. So, and she's got dozens. So there's there's yeah. plenty of stories they could make into movies. And I hadn't read this or Orient Express, so I went into both of those not knowing what the solution was. Right. So yeah, yeah. So do more. Fuck it. Yeah, make all of them. I don't give a shit. Yeah, this is why I like watching fucking Sherlock as well, because uh, it's like that, that he was just shitting those mysteries out. Yeah, for better or for worse, some of them are real farts. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've read I've I read I read all of them, and and yeah, some of them you're just like the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> some, right. some of them are real pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, but that's I imagine it's the same with Agatha Christie. Yeah. like they can't all you be know, when you're yeah. Ch- yeah, when you're churning out the same genre over and over again, there's going to be some where it's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, some, sometimes you just got to make a deadline. Yeah. I don't know, uh, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I have nothing else to say. Me too. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, you, you, can, you can check out our Patreon. Yeah, you can. If you want to. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, we have some exclusive podcasts on there. For just $5 a month, you get access to Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Mm. We also have two exclusive podcasts with The Small Beans, uh, Star Trek The Next Futurama, mm. and Spielboys. So those are all available for a little more uh, for $10 a month. You can uh, watch movies. You get, well, you get all the podcasts, and you get to watch movies with us every Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched we, two we just, mysteries last week. You sure did uh to yeah i i guess they're called mysteries more like thrillers thrillers uh yeah but it's fun it's yeah you should check it out it's uh it's 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 a real gas um we also have a store uh head over to gamefullyunemployed.com you can find a link to our teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts mugs stickers posters all kinds of shit so check that out check it out yeah and who knows? Maybe uh, we'll murder you. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it depends on how hard you were fuck dancing in a jazz club. Yeah, uh, that is six, how you six gauge weeks prior. Murders, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you planning a trip to Egypt? Mm-hmm. Perhaps we'll reconsider. Yeah, that's our that's our whole thing. We'll be there. We'll, be, our... we'll be there eating dessert and staring at the pyramids. Yep, it's our brand now. Yeah. We will murder yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she showed him the gun yeah and he comes back to gal Gadot I... and he's like there's nothing i can do right that i yes you fucking there's something you can do she showed you a gun and said i am going to do a murder and he's just like i don't know maybe you should get, get away yeah you should go his home. solution is you should go home yeah, <laughs> you should probably like, just you go can, home she can murder them at home too uh yeah, he's a good detective, but he's not very good at, like, preventing murders, is he? No, he's the worst at preventing yeah. murders. He really is. But then he's out of a job. Like, this is the thing. He, he's, this is what it is, is that he sees a murder coming, and he's like, I'm not going to say anything, because then I won't get paid. 
You gotta let the murder happen, yeah. And then you, and then you're like, "Aha! I'm going to solve it." Because that's how I that'll collect be... my ducats. Does, do you think at the end he like turned to someone? And he was like, "That'll be twenty bucks." <laughs> like who's who? Like someone's paying him, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, presumably <laughs> Gal Gadot was Benning. paying him. Yeah. Yeah. Turns. To, oh yeah, he turns to whoever inherited, and he's like, "Hey, so awkward, but here's my bill <laughs> for solving her murder." Ah. Uh, He's got a racket. Yeah. <laughs> he just hangs around these uh, high drama sitches where he knows somebody's bound to get murdered. Right. I really like the idea that he only asked for like 20 bucks, though. Like it's tips. Like everybody as they're getting off. He's just like. <clears throat> yeah. He's like, like, he, have to, like, like he just him. did murder mystery theater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For their cruise. <laughs> uh, he's like an ambulance chaser. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He just invites him. <laughs> he just invites himself to these high society balls where bodies are likely to drop. Right. He saw what was happening with the couple and the marriage and the 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 jilted lover, and he was like, "Well, there's gonna be a murder. That's gonna so be I a better... that's gonna be a beefy payday for Hercule Poirot." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking racket. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. Mustache wax is not cheap. That's true. <laughs> it might be cheap i don't know it's not free that's for sure it's not it's definitely not free that, the upkeep of that glorious mustache is uh is is yeah. something you have to devote a lot of time and money to oh yeah he he lists that mustache as a dependent yeah. on his taxes <laughs> he has an insurance <laughs> policy on that mustache <laughs> 